Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Ephesians chapter 6. I pray as we work our way through this book that we have learned, we have grown, we've been challenged. I believe that when we dive into the Word of God, we ought to be challenged. I believe that when we dive into the Word of God, things should be made manifest. And I think when we dive in the Word of God, we ought to make up our mind that that Word is for me and I'm going to grow as the Word grows in me. I believe if we take that mindset, what happens is we grow as a people. And I'm going to sort of dig into this a little bit this morning as we cover a fair amount of turf in these nine verses. But let us read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 9. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And all the parents said, Amen. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. That is, it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So if you're having a chat this afternoon with your youngsters and want to know why they ought to listen, just let them know if you want to live long, you better listen. So obviously there's an alternative here. (laughs) And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or whether he's free. And you masters do the same things to them, giving up threatenings, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Father, we thank you for your word that's already anointed. Now hide us behind Calvary's cross one more time, I pray. We need your anointing. We need your direction. Guide us and lead us and grow us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody say, So, man, this sounds like a boring passage of Scripture to preach from on a Sunday morning. Well, one thing I'm learning is as we go through the epistles and mostly the book of Ephesians is that a lot of spiritual warfare, a lot of the powwow moments, a lot of those glory moments, a lot of those manifestation moments or Shekinah glory moments are predicated on the stuff I just read. The sustainability of a growing Christian and the sustainability of a growing church goes back to some of the stuff that we read and talked about last week and this morning. So let's talk about it this morning. And if I was to sum this up, it would just be three points today. And number one is honor. I believe that honor starts at home. If we're troubled by honor and how honor is being um, talked and taught and proclaimed on this earth, we soon realize that what people used to be respected for years ago, sadly, honor is not on the top perspective of priorities in this day and age. Where does that come from? Where is that birth? Where is that... Where? Where has that started from? I can tell you where it started from. Genesis 1, has God said. That's where it started from. And it has snowballed ever since to the point of, believe you me, that 
if if Satan and the spirit of this age can have his way and just delete, as it were, honor in a home, he will delete honor in a society, and he'll try his level best to delete honor in a church. Children, do do what the parents tell you to do. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, I was raised in a very traditional home where there was a rod of correction. Okay, Charlotte County talk. Remember, she talked. I got my share of lickings. <laughs> okay, now we all. <laughs> there's Webster's Dictionary, and then there's Charlotte County E's and Mary Machine's. <laughs> we, we, you know, and I promise you, the ones that I got, I deserve. But somewhere on this journey, you know, like being raised the way maybe some of us were in the room were online is that when mom said or dad said, do this, you better have the book box full when dad got home from the office that night and the kindling better be split and the dog better be fed and your chores better be done or else. And or else was a very broad general term. Okay, y'all on the same page. I hear reports now where, where a teacher or a parent or a guardian or a grandparent will tell a child, not even tell because that may hurt their feelings, but maybe discuss with them. Maybe you could go split the wood if you really feel up to it. Oh, no, they may hurt themselves. We better not go down that road. We'll just do it ourselves. Y'all with me so far? And y'all know it's the truth what I'm telling you. And what is happening is this, is that little by little, kids are standing up saying, no, make me, tell me. I'll go do what I want to do. I'll go to school when I want to go to school. I'll do, I'll go to work when I want to go to work. I'll put in time that I want to put in time. And on and on and on. And what happens is honor has been depreciated almost to the point of being deleted outside of homes because now the kids in this era, in this hemisphere, are running our homes. Why is that dangerous? Because that is not God's order. Where's the manifestation of the gifts? And where's the manifestation of God's glory? It starts with honor. What happened in heaven? Satan got a little bit of jealousy in his heart. Satan stopped honoring Jehovah. And when that honor stopped, everything stopped. And Jesus put it this way. I beheld him kicked out of heaven like a bolt of lightning. When honor stopped, the blessing stops. When honor stops, favor stops. When honor stops, everything shuts down because God works on honor. If you're trying to get an appetite in your home, in your family, with your kids, it is something from the time they start waddling and crawling and babbling that we must teach our kids honor because if we don't, two things will happen. They will end up running our home and number two, when they come time to be 21 and 22, they won't know how to be an adult. I was talking to an employer just this week, and he was scratching his head saying, I can't find anybody that even wants to work, and when I do hire them, they don't know how to do anything. One guy said, I have one guy, didn't know how to send a piece of mail. This dude's in his mid-20s. And you know what? I'm not blaming the kid. Now, I'm going to remember, our confession is good for the soul, and I'll, I'll, I'm honest with you. There's so many times that I've done things for Kyle and Chrissy and Hannah that I know full well I shouldn't even touch. And you know what God's been dealing with me a lot the last little while? 
leave that alone and teach them how to do it. Even if they don't do it the way you do it, even if you think it's wrong, let them do it. And I don't know how you feel about that, but that's hard for this guy right here. Right down, and you're going to think I'm really crazy. Maybe I've, I should eat more Cheerios and have one more cup of coffee this morning. Right down to even how you sweep a floor. I've sat there and watched the girls sweep a floor and I'm like, Lord, have mercy. You with me? That is not how you hold a broom, and it's not how you hold a dustpan. Mama never taught me that. <laughs> oh, Lord. I remember when Kyla first started driving, I was still pumping her gas. Okay, I'm not the crazy one that y'all thought it was or I thought. <laughs> but God's been dealing with me. If you want them to grow up, let them grow up. Because in the spirit realm, I'm trying to teach them a thing or two as well. And if you were always fighting their battles and doing their stuff, when it comes to real life and real stuff and real war, they won't have a clue what's going on. There are times I've had to sit back and shut my mouth and go, mm-hmm, you're going to have a roadblock there, mm-hmm, dead end there. Got to shut my mouth and watch you mess up, and I hate it. We live in a school system now where kids are telling parents and teachers and guardians and EAs what to do, how to do, and how fast to get there. Why is this important in the church? Because if we allow this to creep into the church, I'm telling you right now, Everything on the sustainability of a church, of us growing and us growing, depends on the glory of God. And glory does not start with a huckabucka. It starts with honor. You want the presence of God in your home? You want the best for your home? You want the best for your kids? Children, obey your parents. Do what mom and dad ask you to do. Now, it goes on even further and deeper into this. But as we go on, the scripture says, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. This doesn't stop at the age 18. One thing that I'm learning at the older I get, I re see, I'm 44. But I remember when my mom and dad, and they're watching right now, so, or they'll be watching in a couple hours if they're not watching now. But I remember when my mom and dad were 44, and I thought they were old. Mom and dad are now in their 70s, and they're picking strawberries and selling strawberries and blueberries, and they're just going all the time. They never stop. And it makes some 35-year-old look like, well, anyway, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, one thing I'm learning as the older I get, it doesn't matter if I'm 44 or I'm 14. One thing I'm learning as a character trait, as a daily activity, is honor my mom and honor my dad. May I suggest this to you today, in the house and online. If you do not have a close relationship with your mom or your dad, you ought to make that the highest priority in your life. If you are an adult and you're on your own with doing your own thing and you do not have a close relationship with your parents, make that a priority of honor. Why? Because God blesses that. God honors that. God smiles on that. God shines his face on that stuff. Why? That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. God, how do I do well? I want my business to do well and family to do well and kids to do well. And God says, are you honoring your mom and daddy? I haven't called them in three weeks. Pick up the phone and call your mom and daddy. You with me? I realize this generation, I'm talking this guy right here. We can get so busy doing this and so busy doing that. And so I've heard someone say, yeah, but I've been hurt. I've been wounded. I get it. 
I get it. But hurts and wounds do not stop honor. You with me? The reason I can say that, and I say this and understand, know my heart when I say this, this is not from hear me, see me, watch me at all. Paul just said this way, follow me as I follow Christ. When I was adopted, I found out why I was adopted. I found out a bit about what was going on in my natural family. And naturally, I had every right to turn my back against my natural family. I was told things that maybe I shouldn't have been told at such an early time, but my parents done a, a, just overworked it, as it were, to make sure I knew my natural family. And I've told this story a number of times to people, even in counseling, about forgiveness and honor and respect. But thankfully, even though I knew what I knew about why I was adopted out of the Munn family into the Macbeth family, I was taught, you respect them, you love them, and you honor them. And I'm glad that I was taught that hard lesson wasn't easy as a teenager growing up. No, it wasn't because we all lived in the same town, the same community. And I drove by that house a lot. But I'm telling you what, there's a blessing and there's a favor of God when the youngster and the young adult says, regardless of what the past looks like, I'm going to honor mom and dad with all that I have within me. The spirit of the age pushes hard against those things. And I remember when I was a young guy, and I was 14, 15, 16, and I knew everything there was to know. And I said, I can hardly wait till I get out of here, all these stupid rules and regulations. But then I got my first rent bill. <laughs> How do you sum this stuff up? How do you put this in context? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, realize this. In the last days, difficult times will come. Hello. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Why do we see everything going on on this earth? The scripture tells us. This stuff will happen. Now, hold on. This stuff will happen in the world, not in the church. And when someone comes into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's where what I just read you, it needs to stop. In the last days, difficult times will come. They will. But you know what? As we read prayer night on Tuesday night, you know what I'm going to do? Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I get it. Hard times will come. I get it. Men will be lovers of self. But you cannot be a servant first and be a lover of self. Hello. If you don't understand where I'm coming from, maybe you just check out social media. And there's some folks that, well, Anyway, they just love themselves. They they love in love with me, myself, and I. And if you want to join the party, come on and hit like and hit share and comment. You with me? Lovers of self. Well, uh, uh, and how do you know this? Because, Lord, everybody getting offended by everything. You with me so far? I can't say that because that'd offend me. That bother me. Oh, oh, don't do that. Don't, don't call them examinations anymore at the school. That'll raise their anxiety level. We're just going to call them assessments. What's going on? All this sensitivity stuff. i tell you what's going on. It is somewhere we have stopped teaching our kids 
the truth, you will have a hard day. You will have a bad day. You, you're going to go through a few storms, and you're going to go through a few struggles, and you're going to ha have to learn how to take it. And you're going to have to learn how to forgive and grow and move on. I know it's not easy, but if you want to be successful with man and God, these are things we've got to learn. You with me so far? Lovers of money. We live in a society where everything is more. How much am I going to get paid for that? Believe you me, when I split kindling and piled wood, I wasn't getting paid 25 bucks an hour by my dad. And any time I ever remotely put up a stink, he'd say, the food's pretty good, isn't it? But nowadays in this culture, you and I are facing an end. Everything's about, well, how much to get paid for that? And that's some nice car, and that's some nice home, and that's some nice this, and some, some nice that. Always, always, always about the money, lovers of money. Remember, money's not the problem. The heart is boastful and arrogant revelers and disobedient to parents and ungrateful lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. I believe this stuff could stop in the church world. But the only way this stuff can stop in the church world is we make up our minds, I'm going to be a servant first. I'm going to serve my kids with love and respect and dignity, but that does not mean I'm going to be a pushover. You with me so far? Rebellion and disrespect in a child. If that is not trained, if that's not honed in, I promise you that child will be raised in a troubled, filled life. But if a child can grow up in the ways of God and the word of God and the disciplines of God, there's a high chance that child's going to be on their own two feet. Will they have problems? Absolutely they will. Will they be free from storms? No, they won't. But they will know the way. I'm talking to parents today, and you're scratching your head, and you're shaking your head, and you've taught your kids every book in the Bible. They know about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Jonah, and David, and Daniel, and Paul, and Silas, and Peter, and the 12 disciples. They know it all, but you're looking at me saying, you go ahead and preach some of my youngsters on Skid Row. Tell me another one. I'm telling you, the seed is in their heart, nevertheless. You with me so far? Children, obey your parents. But then it says this, and you fathers, I didn't put moms in there, just put you fathers. Do not provoke your children to wrath. What's that mean? Don't nag them. Did you get that done? Did you get that done? How come you didn't do this? How come you didn't do that? Are you going to church? Did you pray? Did you read the Bible? Oh, and if you do all this, I'm going to give you a good allowance. They do all this, and they get no allowance. Hello. Paul raises this up because you can't have honor in a home and be controlling your kids with a, with a thumb on them, as, as it were, all the time to the point where you're irritating and agitating them. There's got to be some freedom in the home where they've got to be their own person. And sometimes parents can provoke our kids even when we think we're right. Hello. I believe Paul stuck that in there is because sometimes we... We parents, like I said earlier, whether it's Jody watching the girls sweep the, sweep the floor or take the garbage out or do a dish, don't, don't even get me going. Because it makes me feel good of how it's done. I've actually frustrated them. And you'll know when they're frustrated. Fine, you do it. And they stop volunteering to help out around the house. You know you provoke them. What's the good news? The good news is this. We can love on our kids. We can love on our family. And there's a good old promise in Malachi 4, verse 6. It says it this way. 
he will restore the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. There are days, and I get it, you're going to go to home, you're going to go to bed, and you're going to say, I am messed up. Just like the example I gave last week in Kyla's driving lesson. There are days we give up. I'm telling you, that's why it's only called a day, not a lifetime. There are days we will as parents. There are days we will as kids. We will mess up. Even as an adult, there's times I miss the boat with my mom and my dad. And I do everything I can to make it right and to fix it and to do well and honor them and honor God. Same with the kids. I'm telling somebody today, this is big stuff because in the very same chapter that we're talking about how to deal with our kids and how to be good parents, in a week or two, we're going to be talking about how to fight demonic forces. And if we don't get this stuff figured out, I promise you when it comes to the spiritualities and wickedness in high places, you will walk in blindfolded. He moves on. Somebody said amen. Both time you did. <laughs> Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ. You say, what's a bond servant? That is a willing slave. They say that about 45 to 50% of the Roman population was actually slaves when Paul wrote this letter. And Paul was saying to slaves that were being served unjustly, treated unjustly, do it as unto God. I'm not talking even employees. He's writing this to slaves. Oh, it's quiet in here now. And he's saying, bond servants, be obedient to those your masters according to the flesh. And you know what? God will bless this stuff. You see, sometimes it's not easy. You have an employer at work that's treating you like an idiot, maybe to the level of abuse, and you've got to honor them. Sorry, yes, you do. Does it mean to take it? No, it doesn't. There are processes and steps a person can take if you find yourself in an abusive situation. But I assure you, if you fight with the sword, you'll die by the sword. Oh, it's quiet. But I tell you what wins these battles. When you get into a situation where you feel like you're being abused and used and walked over, you say, you know what, I, I don't even appreciate, and I know how my employer my supervisors treat me as not God-like. It's not proper one way, shape, or form. God says you pray for them, and you love them, and you care for them, and you let them know you love them and you respect them. Why would we have to, and why would we even want to do this? I tell you why. Now, listen to me clearly. The reason why is demonic forces get shut down when honor shows up. I'll say it again. Demonic forces get shut down when honor shows up. I've looked at people, partners in business, employers, and I've looked at them and said, I don't even agree with you, but because you said it, I'll work with you to the best I can. But I'm letting you know right now, I'm doing it to the best I can, but I know there's a better way sometimes. God, give us the strength. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart. Say, so, man, this is dry, hard stuff, Joe. It might be, but these are the things. We sing the song, this is how I fight my battles. These are some battles that will be fought in our homes that will end up being winning on our streets and in our schoolrooms. But it all starts by mom and dad saying, I'm going to be a servant first. I'm going to do it as unto God. I'm going to serve my family. I'm going to serve my kids. 
I'm going to serve my church and my community, and I'm going to do it with all servitude possible and all dignity possible. As I finish up this morning, i got a lot more I could say and a lot further I could go. But there is no accident, and this is not immediate news. But sadly, what the Scriptures have prophesied is being played out in front of our very eyes in 2021. And the church of North America, and may I say the church of the world, is at a pivoting point where we have to make some decisions. As we move forward, because I believe in moving forward, amen, we will fight battles that our forefathers only talked about and preached about and prophesied about, but there are battles you and I are going to fight and are fighting that just seem like thousands of years away that someday that's going to happen, but now it's right in front of us. When it's okay for a child to look at a school teacher and cuss and swear and tell them off and there's no repercussions for it, that doesn't stop there. It ends up back in the family and it ends up back in the workplace. It ends up back in society. What is our part to play in all this? I'm still firmly convinced, as Paul wrote, let's teach honor. Let's teach our families what it means to be a servant first. Jesus said it this way, if you want to be the greatest of all this, make up your mind to be the least. John Maxwell said this way, the greatest leaders don't have a bunch of followers. The greatest leaders are training a bunch of leaders. And my heart's burdened and my heart is stirred. And I know God has given this church right here in St. Croix a massive opportunity. How do you know? He keeps opening up the door for our kids on Sunday morning. Our youth on Wednesday night, our baccalaureate services. Just on Thursday afternoon, I get an email from the Milltown Elementary School as they're planning for their Christmas play. They've got a good size auditorium over there, but the question is this can we host that at your church? God's given us opportunities to plant seeds and to love. And to show what honor means. Of course, anytime they come knocking out the door, I'm like, come on in, come on in. We'll show you love. Mom and Dad, don't go home beating yourself up. But go home making up my mind today. I'm going to love my kids, I'm going to love my family. I'm going to let them grow. I'll serve them first. I'll put my feelings aside. My selfishness back in the back seat somewhere. And at the end of the day, I just want my kids to see Jesus in me. Why is it so important? Because when you get to the big storms of life, and you get to those demonic forces we're going to be talking about in a few weeks, 
and the enemy does not see you, they see Jesus, they'll run. They'll run. They'll run. They'll run. That's why Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out. In my name, you'll heal. In my name. Why? Because when you show up, those demonic forces don't even see you. They see the blood. And as cornbread and beans, as elementary as this sounds, it starts not under the lights, on a stage, or in a fancy pew, or a cool-looking church. It starts at an old, beat-up coffee table. It starts at home. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.